Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Okay, I want to do a little news roundup from the past week here. There was a ton of stuff that was occurring uh, throughout the nation regarding American K-12 education, clearly. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of great news here. Uh, there, you know, there continues to be the horror stories, of course, but there's some good stuff as well. And we're going to dive into that just a little bit too, but then I'm going to end up finishing up with a bit of a research study again that was published just a couple of months ago that continues to say that the mask wearing is remarkably harmful. And of course, we know that it is. And anybody who's ever taken a look at the website, nomaskforkids.com should know that by now. Again, the, the, the research is already out there. Uh, the jury is in on it. So the fact that they're continuing to be mandated and that people are continuing to comply is really showing the larger problem here of just blind and willful compliance um, to just horrible, horrible practices which are not health-related whatsoever. So here's this first one, and it came from the Gateway Pundit this past week, and it was North Carolina School District launches campaign to disrupt white culture and urges teachers to subvert white parents' families. So the race baiting is clearly um, clearly getting worse within some school districts, but creating these blacklists to basically exclude white parents is absolutely absurd. That should pretty much go without saying. Uh, Governor DeSantis, on a second note here, clearly stated that no money was going to go toward critical race theory in the state of Florida. Again, that should go without saying. I'm glad he said it. That's a good thing, but... What a horrible state of affairs that we're in where we basically have to say that uh, you can't have curriculum in your school that discriminates against people. And, oh, by the way, we're going to make sure that no money goes to that. Again, it just seems beyond obvious that uh, that such things shouldn't even happen in, in K-12 schools, let alone be funded by the actual government itself or the state government or even the Department of Education. But as we know, there are departments of education that are probably funding this and rewarding the people who actually implement it, which is equally as awful. Uh, again, that's just it's just nuts. But regarding that first story too, basically, you know, this is also happening the, the doxing of white parents, so to speak, and the doxing of parents that don't like this critical race theory nonsense is also happening. Uh, more specifically, in Loudoun County, Virginia, where apparently they're creating blacklists again and actually doxing parents and finding their addresses and phone numbers and then harassing them and sending them threatening messages and XYZ. So, again, it continues to be absolutely nuts. And these unhinged people are not educators. I mean, they just aren't. This is, as I've said in the past, on countless occasions, this is exactly what happens when an individual doesn't know what they're supposed to be doing, when they don't know their own basic subject matter, and then they just become militant. However, the thing that's most disturbing is that this is being taught to them at the university and college level in some teacher education departments. The teacher education departments that are filled with these militant radicals are the ones that are teaching their young teachers to actually do this. Well, you got to get back at them, and you got to do this, and you got to do that. I mean, it's really turning into a case where some of the most immoral human beings are signing up to be members in these teacher education departments that are actually doing this and teaching these methods. Because, again, these methods are Antifa tactics. 
that's exactly what they are. Now, this next story is an interesting one, and I'm going to read through this one. This comes from classaction.org, and it's titled, Class Action Challenges Public School Student Vote for Member of Howard County, Maryland Board of Education. The title's a bit odd, but it'll describe it more specifically uh, here in just a second. And this comes from Corrado Rizzi. Two Howard, uh, quote, two Howard County, Maryland residents have filed a proposed class action aiming to challenge the county system that allows children who attend public schools, but not those who attend private religious schools, to vote for a student member of the Board of Education. The 17-page lawsuit says that while adults are responsible for casting votes for seven of the eight members of Howard County Board of Education, public school students as young as 11 years old are responsible for voting for the eighth board member, a high school student who can, quote, vote on most issues of critical public importance, unquote, and enjoys the same power as board members elected by county taxpayers, the case relays. According to the complaint, only juniors or seniors from a Howard County public school are eligible to fill the student board of education seat. So here's how this works. Basically, the way that it goes is, is Howard County, Maryland, of course, has a school board, and one of those seats is representative is, is represented by students. And as it turned out, the deciding vote to keep the schools closed most recently was cast by that alleged student vote. So the simple fact that they actually have a student voice, a collective student voice, so to speak, on the school board is absolutely nuts. And that's exactly what this lawsuit is basically saying. It's saying, hey, we can, you can't do that. Having a student or students represent a particular seat on a school board is absolutely outrageous. I think it's hilarious. Well, I mean, what were they expecting? Were they expecting the students to to say, nope, let's all go back to school and wear masks and socially distance? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just nuts. What were they expecting? But it continues here. Uh, quote, juniors or seniors at religious high schools and private non-religious high schools, as well as those who are homeschooled, are not eligible to be on the Board of Education members, the case says. The lawsuit admonishes that the Board of Education voting process afforded to public school students most closely resembles that of filling a homeschool, a homecoming court or student council and argues that the Board of Education vote and the responsibilities of the individual who fills the seat are too important to be left in the hands of minors who are flatly ineligible to vote for elected officials for government bodies under the Maryland Constitution. And it continues and continues. Uh, it, this is funny. The law is, I'll wrap it up here, uh, just skip to the end. It says, the lawsuit looks to represent a proposed class that includes all registered voters in Howard County and those who are eligible to attend grades 6 through 12 in the county, but instead attend religious schools or are homeschooled in some part for religious purposes. Quote, as a consequence of defendants' actions, members of the class are unable to vote in the election of the student member of the Howard County Board of Education, the suit claims. So I'm not even sure they're trying to get rid of the actual seat itself that's represented by students because, frankly, it should be represented by an adult. Now, people who have listened to this podcast know my stance on school boards. I don't think they should exist at all. I don't think that they need to actually exist, period. But the simple fact, again, that they're not even trying to, what seems like they're trying to actually fix the real problem here, which is that the seat is compromised 
by apparently an entire student body seems just nuts to me. But there you have it. That's uh, that's what's going on. Most people caught this next story, which is great. Again, uh, predictable, I suppose, too. The president of the Drag Queen Story Hour group was arrested and charged with child pornography on their computer. Shouldn't surprise anybody there. Uh, That doesn't mean that the unfortunate Drag Queen Story Hour thing won't continue. I'm sure it will, which is awful, but who knows? Hopefully it doesn't, and hopefully people start to learn that, hey, oh my gosh, these people might actually be pedophiles. Shocking that they didn't know that before, but who knows. This next one comes from Summit News, and it's titled, Professor Warren's Post-Corona Society is a National Obedience Contest. And I, frankly, I couldn't agree more. Again, this comes from Paul Joseph Watson. Uh, Norwegian psychology professor Charlotte Retzt if I'm pronouncing that right, warned that our post-corona society is turned into a, quote, national obedience contest, unquote, that will have a devastating effect on mental health for years to come. A professor of psychology at the University of Tromso, if I'm saying that right, uh, says that the adverse psychological impact of lockdowns have not been factored into any kind of cost-benefit analysis. The political landscape has changed. They were quoted as saying, the political landscape has changed to become a national obedience contest. Uh, we, com- we compete to have the strictest measures for the entire population in the whole country as long as possible, and all this without having weighed the cost and effect of the measures you put in place against the costs and consequences. They continued on by saying, we have a large increase in mental health problems, social and emotional problems in a broad swath of children and adolescents. In many ways, we actually do much worse after all these measures. They also continued and said, there's no doubt that it is children and young people who will bear the brunt of infection control measures in Norway. And there are many other studies now that show that both behavioral problems, concentration problems, loneliness, depression, and anxiety have increased greatly both in younger and older age groups. The professor said that everyone had had been too obedient, and that they should rebel a little. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And that, again, leads me right to this next, uh, second to last thing I wanted to mention here, which is a relatively recent study. It was published ultimately back on, um, well, it was published online in November of 2020, but made its way to this journal on January 16th of this year, and it's titled Face Masks in the COVID-19 Era, a Health Hypothesis. So let me get down to the psychological effects here, because it's it's predictable, as you might expect. It's about three paragraphs long, and I'm just going to read this first one because it really hits the nail right on the head. Uh, Psychological effects of wearing face masks. Quote, psychological wearing face mask fundamentally has negative effects on the wearer and the nearby person. Basic human-to-human connectivity through face expression is compromised and self-identity is somewhat eliminated. These dehumanizing movements partially delete the uniqueness and individuality of person who wearing the face mask as well as the connected person. Social connections and relationships are basic human needs which innately inherited in all people, 
whereas reduced human-to-human connections are associated with poor mental and physical health. Despite escalation in technology and globalization that would presumably foster social connections, scientific findings show that people are becoming increasingly more socially isolated, and the prevalence of loneliness is increasing in the last few decades. Poor social connections are closely related to isolation and loneliness, considered significant health-related factors. And this is happening in every single school that's allowing this to happen. It's just, it's beyond me. It just continues to be, to be beyond me. Why adults are allowing this to occur. And I heard someone say very recently, and they were 100% right. It's not that there's an absence of critical thinking. It's, there, it's that there's an absence of thinking. And I, <laughs> I couldn't agree more with that. I couldn't possibly agree more with that. So I wanted to dip over here now to nomassforkids.com because there's a few more posts, and uh, they're pretty awful. This first one comes from an actual teacher who has been reprimanded, and it's titled Teacher Reprimanded Over and Over Again About Not Wearing the Mask Properly. It says, quote, I'm currently a high school teacher in Massachusetts. I believe that my right to oxygen is my God-given right and the students' rights, too. I have been told over and over again by administration and even had my job threatened if I don't comply. I used to have asthma and my symptoms are coming back since wearing a mask every day. I have headaches every night after work and since I'm required to Zoom with the kids at home every day, the glasses that protect me from the blue light get fogged up when I put on the mask. My students can't see my lips when I'm talking to them. I will often pull the mask down to show them my lips when I am at least six feet away from the student, from any student. I've also heard that you are 35% more likely to get throat cancer by wearing masks over a long period of time. He, a few typos here, no problem. Uh, this is child abuse, and it turns and it hurts me to require these students to wear them all day long. This is extremely hard for me. Please pray. No kidding. So what I did was, is I just sent him a link to my book, and I said, "Give." I said, uh, "Send this link to my most recent book titled uh, The Unmasking of American Schools: The Sanctioned Abuse of America's Teachers and Students.'" I said, "You don't have to buy the book. You don't even have to read it. Just, uh, just send the link. Send the link to your administration, because they're they're absolutely tyrants. It's it's awful." This next one is titled "Help Save the Children." Uh, it says. Quote, luckily I homeschool, but all of my children work and have to wear masks in the communist state of Pennsylvania. They all are having horrible headaches. My oldest is severely depressed, especially when he tries to wear it below his nose. And if a customer sees it like that, they go and put it on the company's Facebook, which is only making it worse for him. My other son, 15, is getting severe acne. He just started working six weeks ago and never ever wore a mask until then and never had a pimple. Now it's all over his face, but concentrations around his nose and mouth. They all have complained of feeling exhausted when they are wearing them. What, as a society of people with common sense, can we do to stop this insanity and slow death? I made up my own pamphlets that I hand out every and anywhere but it, period, and then it stops. Hopefully they didn't pass out. Uh, while wearing a mask and typing this at the same time. But, yeah, there you go. Okay, here's the last one. 
and it's titled Physical and Emotional Harm, and this comes from Canada, I believe. It's rather long, but bear with me here. It says, quote, I have three children that are old enough to have to wear masks all day in school, including during both indoor and outdoor physical education. I will list all issues using numbers for each child. Child 1. Suffering from rashes and acne due to bacteria and moisture inside the mask. Child will not let me get them an exemption because they would be singled out and the only one. The child is a rule follower and introverted. The damages of minimal social interaction in the past year have made this child socially awkward, and I do not know how to reverse these damages. I'm going to stop it there. I, I know exactly what you should do, and you should take them out of school. You have to find a way to take them out of school. If that means you have to make different sacrifices, so to speak. I don't like that word sacrifices, but if you have to figure out something else to do, then figure out something else to do. There is online education all over the place, international. I've said calverteducation.com on this podcast a million times, and I'll say it a million more. It's international. You can sign up. It counts. I Even in Canada, I would assume. So there are other options. I just don't understand the parents that are willfully watching their children be killed mentally and emotionally, physically and socially by all of this. They need to start taking some control back. And by taking control back, you'll actually find that both you and your children will be healthier human beings. But you've got to take control back. When you're, when you're leaving the raising of your children to government, government is the most abusive parent known to man. It's always been that way and it will always be that way. Uh, this is child number two. Quote, suffered from migraines about once a month before mask wearing was mandated. Once school resumed in September and masks were worn full time, started having migraines two to four times per week. Was having anxiety and depression every morning and not wanting to go to school because they knew the mask affected their health and was causing the regular migraines. Also no longer likes school because they can only play in certain areas of the playground at recess have to wear masks for physical education and cannot see or be with friends in other classes due to cohorts. Massive social implications are happening due to distancing and cohorts. I tried twice with our pediatrician to get an exemption to no avail. Her argument was that the government has told her that migraines, asthma, and other mild health issues, quote-unquote, are not severe enough to warrant an exemption which was basically her telling me, in not so many words, that her hands are tied. I argued that it's very sad and infuriating in an infuriating world when a parent is told they don't know what is detrimental to their child's health and well-being and is unable to advocate for their child. Finally got one from a, do from a different doctor, and I'm very thankful, because now sports have started up with mandatory masks 100% of the time, but we have legitimate exemption. Yikes. First of all, pull them out of sports. Please, please, pull them out of sports. Don't have them play sports, in particular with the mask wearing and the social distancing and all that hypocritical garbage. And then they're putting their hands on each other as they're playing a sport. There's no virus here. There isn't any virus. The virus is stupidity. The virus is social control and social engineering.
That's the virus. Stop having them participate in more activities when you're claiming that those activities are detrimental to your child's health. Well, they like this sport and they like participating and they don't want to be the only one and they don't want to do this. It doesn't matter. It's about learning. And some of that learning involves learning about the horrific world we live in so that they can learn how to navigate it appropriately. That has to happen too. But that can only happen if you remove them from said environment and then they look at it from a different angle. That's where the real learning is going to take place. And here's child number three. Quote, my most social child was asking to be homeschooled so they wouldn't have to wear a mask all day at school anymore, crying every morning and having rage issues after school. This child only has two friends whose parents have allowed them over, and the damage that lockdowns and mask wearing have had are reversible because the child is young. Well, I'll say something about that in a second. It finishes, quote, My heart breaks for teenagers and young adults during this time. The cons of masks, lockdowns, and social distancing far outweigh the pros at this point in time, not to mention the way hospitals have had to deal with everything. Well, have they? Uh, it finishes, quote, Lack of human interaction in the past year has had irreparable damages. Well, which is it then? I would say to this parent, which is it then? Because she ended her second to last paragraph by saying, mask wearing have had are reversible because this child is young. And then she says, irreparable damages. So which is it? The fact is, is everybody's being permanently damaged by this. The only, I would call it, uh, resiliency, so to speak, that needs to take place is the resiliency that has to do with individuals hopefully understanding that they can never engage in this ever again. They can never go along with these kinds of habits ever again. They should immediately recognize what this is and never go along with it ever again. And if these quote-unquote people in authority say, well, you know, the next time this happens, we've got to do it all over again, you look at them and you say no. And you either pull your children out of school immediately and you suck them dry financially as a result, which will cause them to crumble, I might add, or you just send them to school anyway and you teach your kids to not be compliant. It's got to be one or the other because you're going to lose your children in this process. You might, not, you might not lose them today, you might not lose them tomorrow, but down the line, I'm telling you, children are going to look at their parents and they're going to say, why in the hell did you send me to these environments where I was being abused? Because I just came across this book or I just came across this article that said it was child abuse. So how on earth could you send me possibly to an environment where I was being abused? I'd like to see the parent's explanation for that one. I'd like to see what the parent says when the, when the child becomes the adult and confronts the parent later on in life. Because I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to happen. So just to wrap up, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that, uh, that research study from Europe, and I'm going to include it in the description below with a direct link. If you're interested in reading that or you're interested in sending that to somebody, it'll be in the description below. So go ahead and check that out. Other than that, see you next time. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information.
Take care and God bless.